One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. Happy Tuesday, whatever the day you chose to listen to this. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mr. Dave Callens. What's up? And Robert Timothy. Woo-hoo! You should trademark that. I should. <laughs> I have a whole new uh, outlook on that since the last episode. I've come around. Oh, you're Ryan, and you should trademark looking disapprovingly at somebody while they're doing their catchphrase. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's your catchphrase. <laughs> so, um, I, I can finally admit this. It, it happened a while ago. Um... I fell for a scam. I got taken. You signed up for Peter Pavone's class? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I know this Nigerian prince is coming through. (laughs) I've sent him so much money. (laughs) Honestly, that's how I feel anytime I ever fall for a scam. Like, because when you see a scam, your first reaction is like, who the fuck falls for this? Right, right, right. Like, I get get voicemails once a week. I don't answer unknown numbers, but there's always a voicemail, and it says... It sounds like this woman just being casual. Like, oh, hey, it's Kim from so-and-so. I wanted to touch base with you on that uh, $250,000 line of business credit we approved for you. Yeah. Like, or, or who the- falls back? Who gets that message like, oh, oh, I've been approved for a business line of credit? Oh, the- let me get right on this. <laughs> well, not, not just I've been approved, but yeah, I also forgot about that two hundred and fifty yeah. grand someone was going to give. Every once in a while, a quarter of a million dollars slips by my yeah. book. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always the reaction. It's like, who the fuck falls for this? Yeah, so, so the, the, like uh, that's how I feel when I get uh, taken for a scam, even if it was like kind of a good one. That What happened was... You guys know my car is cursed. It, yes. It's been in several accidents. It's been hit and run twice. Every time I see your car, it's like if you see a friend who's in a domestic violence relationship. You're like, do you have another black eye? Really? Really? Another one? That would just heal. I feel like his car is like Christine, except it's only going after him instead of protecting him. It's, going, it's a suicidal car. <laughs> car has got severe depression. Like, seriously, I will take it out of the body shop after having it fully detailed and as I'm backing out, some bicyclist will come by and take off the mirror. Ryan can't leave a razor blade near his car, so otherwise it will slash its own brake lines. It's like D- David Spade's car and fucking Tommy Boy. Like, <laughs> shit just keeps happening to it. Oh, it's been my fault, I don't know, 20% of the time. <laughs> Hold on one sec. And the other 80%? Bees. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the latest thing is uh, my bumper is slightly detached on the driver's side, right? It's been that way forever, mm. and it's, it's... Literally from the factory. That's how they gave it yeah, to Yeah, that was the option. You want the bumper attached? No, no, no. I want detached. Slightly detached. Thank and, you. Hey, they knocked off $200. I was going to say that actually cost more, but he still went for it. That was an yeah. option. <laughs> that way people know it's yours. You want the removable bumper. Okay. Yeah. Bumper damage is trademark Ryan Shores, all right? When they, you see that car pull up, you know it's me. It's his version of the stickers that look like bullet holes. <laughs> it's his Punisher skull. <laughs> These colors this, don't run, but my bumper does. He's got the stickers on the back window, the baby bumper, the mama bumper, and the daddy bumper. <laughs> and then like a, a dinosaur eating all the bumpers. Yeah. So anyways, it's been on my to-do list forever. And so keep that in mind when people say like, oh, how did you fall for that scam? That's another thing. You can't tell anyone that you fell for something without them like going, oh, how did you fall right, for that? Like, of course. Because you Judgment. weren't fucking Judgment. there. You weren't fucking there. So the, the, this thing has been on my to-do list forever. And it's not just like having it on my to-do list. It's the money because I'm getting quotes like two, you know, $200, $500, $600. And then some guys like, well, you need a whole new bumper. Some people are like, you don't get it. It's not just the bumper. You need body work on this thing so 
So there's the price, and then all, on top of that, like you know, like we need your car, for, you know, oh, at least overnight oh, or, yeah. or for a few yeah, days. Yeah. I gotta get a rental car. Uh-huh. So I'm in the parking lot of uh, the supermarket near my house, and this dude in a uh, in a truck pulls up, uh, and he's like, "Hey man, I can fix that bumper for you real quick for like sixty bucks." I'm like. For real, man? Now, he just crashes into it from a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, the thing is, like, right there, you're like, oh, come on, you fell for a dude in a parking lot? Like, listen, this thing has been on my goddamn to-do list forever, and, like, it's 60 bucks, you know? I can afford to drop 100 bucks at the casino. I can afford to gamble that this guy's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So, I fucking, I, I thought about it for a second. I hemmed and hawed. Uh, but it, it did sound too good to be true. All the red flags of a scam were there, but finally I'm like, all right, man, you know what? Let's, let's fucking do it. Yeah. So I, I, I pulled out 60 bucks from the uh, ATM inside. He, uh, he's like, yeah, I just take some clips. I got them in the back of my truck here. I work for an auto body shop down the street. He uh, seemingly put it right back on. I'm like, nice work. Gave him the money. I drove away, went over one speed bump, and it fell the fuck back <laughs> off. I'm like, motherfucker, and his car just squealed away. <laughs> Meanwhile, and the car squealing away. Pulls off a mask. It's Bobby, King of Pranks. <laughs> King of Pranks. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, I all the red flags listen, were there, dude. I've fallen for that twice. 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 Same guy. It was once, crazy. Once with my Yaris. Had <laughs> as soon as it fell off, he came back. He's like, nah, I can fix that for you. <laughs> <laughs> once with my Yaris had a dent in the door from where I kicked it because I was angry. Um, <laughs> You were angry because you bought a car that sounds like a female birth control pill. <laughs> I miss that car. It's an awesome. I'm on Yaris. <laughs> but the second one was uh, in the Honda Civic. Someone had hit the side of the car, had a dent in it for a long mm-hmm. time. It was something yeah. I didn't mean to get fixed. Wanted yeah. it, but you know, it's such a pain in the ass. All this stuff. And the guy I was at the gas station, he was like, "Hey, I can fix that for like eighty bucks, whatever, no problem." He showed me all the tools. He explained the process. He mean, you know what? Like you said, fucking, I'll gamble eighty bucks in this, no problem. No, right. No big deal. Now is he but fixing then, this in the gas station yeah, parking yeah. lot? He put like this layer of wax. On, he's hitting it with a rubber mallet. He's yeah. like explaining the whole process. And as soon to as me. the wax goes away, you realize no, it's still there. He wipes the wax off. Oh. He's like, you got to leave it on. Like, I'll take most of it, but leave a layer of wax on, you know, let it set, whatever. And it looked okay. Yeah. Not until I really washed the wax off. I was like, oh, this doesn't look the same bad, <laughs> but it looks a different kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the thing about this guy is after he did it, I gave him the 80 bucks. He just kind of offhandedly mentioned that I could also tip him if I wanted to. Whoa. And I was like, Shouldn't that just be in the price? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, just yeah. What is this going to corporate right now? Yeah, you what need the to, fuck? You, you need yeah. to wet your beak. Oh, my yeah, pimp gets bucks. most of this. My car pimp. But eighty bucks, and uh, you know, if you want to throw a tip on there, yeah. Are You're you a dude in the parking lot. I'm handing cash to. Now, all of this <laughs> what is a tip. The fuck. So yeah, twice, never, no more. No you know more. what I want? To say? I want panhandlers to start using that too. <laughs> Thanks for the eighty cents, but if you wanted to tip, <laughs> I didn't mention this. I had a dent on the other side. He's like, he's like, uh, I'll get that out for free over here too. I'm like, oh great and uh he I, he got me with the wax thing he put the wax all over it i got home uh, i washed it off the next day i'm like did he do this with a ball peen hammer it yeah, looks yeah. worse yeah the dent in mine it was like one big smooth dent where yeah. a car hit me now but after his done little... that was a bunch of little tiny yeah like, it was, what's worse it, i don't know it's, yeah, it's literally just scratch removal polish that's what they're putting on that wax to, to distract you the fact that they didn't fucking fix it <laughs> yeah and it like it does make it look better right but it doesn't fix the damage right. no exactly yeah it looked better than the previous dent but it was yeah, still yeah. a noticeable dent in the car right? i'm willing to bet that you could buy that wax for less than 60 bucks yes is what i'm saying anyways <laughs> and wanna, tip dude this the fact that ryan and i have both done this we should hang out in parking lots looking for the guys offering the work and once they offer someone else we'll swoop and be like hey i'll get rid of this guy for you for 20 bucks <laughs> 
I will beat this gentleman up <laughs> for twenty five dollars because he's about to scam you. Look and at my it, bumper. And if you want to throw a tip in there, you know, <laughs> that's up to you. Or, or even better, we wait for him to go walk over and talk to somebody, and then we just go up with a sledgehammer and put a dent in his car. <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> and then, and then offer to fix it for him. <laughs> See if he falls for it. Or, or we could just cut out the middleman. What we'll do is we'll have uh, Dave take like a twenty pound sludge, stand with it raised over his head, over the hood of this guy's truck. Meanwhile, Ryan and I go up to the guy. You know, we could keep this guy from making a car. <laughs> I can stop him. I sure can. <laughs> Recently found out something uh, kind of funny. Uh, comic around town, Bijan Mustafavi. Mm, yeah. Had him headline my show last yeah, night yeah. in Alpine. Uh, we've all known him for um, almost a decade. Love that guy. Yeah. Hilarious comic. He likes to fuck with people. He's oh, really, yeah. He, it's just one of his favorite things. Now, so this, him and I, we fuck with each other on Facebook to the point that people think we actually hate each other. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's, that's classic Bichon. Yeah. So um, this happened when my wife and I were first dating. So this is probably around six years ago. Uh, I knew the first part of this, this story, but I only recently found out the second part of the story. So the first part is this. It was the first time, or one of the first times Aaron was coming to see me in the comedy. Club. I was playing the palace. Bijan booked that room. He was running the show. I don't know if he was hosting or just producing it, whatever. He was there. I was headlining it. And you guys know that when I perform, I have to go off into my own space and oh, yeah. get inside my uh-huh. head. I, yeah, I pace around. Stuff, I fucking yeah. I, I talk to myself. I go over some things I'm gonna do. I get in my zone. If by the way, I give you, myself an applause break. <laughs> if you ever come to see me and you see me outside the club pacing around. Please Offer don't to come fix to- his car. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't come up and talk to me. Uh, I, afterwards, I will fucking hang out with you. I'll go out to Denny's till 2 a.m. with you. I'll do a bump in the bathroom, whatever you want. But beforehand, please don't come and talk to me. And super don't think that I'm nervous and feel that you need to give me a pep talk <laughs> because oh that God. has happened Bobby, more times. how funny would that be if you and I listen, saw someone trying, hey, man, you can do this. Listen, you know, you, listen I, I know. Has that ever happened hey to man, you? I know just, what you're thinking. Just it's, imagine them all in their underwear, man. It's always the 434th show that gets to you, right? <laughs> so, like, everything else, you're fine, and then all of a sudden, it's like, the, it's like an MMA fighter. They say sometimes the first time they don't get the adrenaline dump, but the second time they do because that's really the big <laughs> show. Has that ever happened to you guys when you're, like, about to go on stage, people come up to Give, try and give you some sort of fucking weird don't be nervous talk. Oh, yeah, totally. So yeah. this... Like, I don't need this from you. This happens to me all the time because I do museum shows and nerd night and stuff so people will come up and they'll be like, they'll project onto you. They'll be like, this must be really intimidating and nervous. And it's like, no, I've been doing it for like eight years. This is just, this is just talking to a bunch of nerds at a science fair. One one girl, <laughs> she's like a, a friend of a friend and she's constantly drunk. She came up to me before a show and she's like, don't be nervous. Here, hit my hands. Hit my hands. It'll get you. It'll oh get my your nerves God. out. I'm about to go on stage in less than three minutes minutes yeah and she's asking me to do mint work with her <laughs> thinking that she's saving your night yeah, by the that way she, that she's gonna really take these nerves she's out the hero by punching this girl's hands anyways God, don't man. talk to me beforehand uh but <laughs> anyway i'm off doing that at this show uh and uh aaron is by herself in the audience at a table and one of the openers sees her from the uh, from the stage. I don't know if he was flirting or this was part of his bit, but he's like, "Oh, hey, what is, what's a girl like you doing alone?" And she's like, uh, I'm, "I'm not alone." And she, she goes, "I don't see anyone at your table." And she goes, uh, "I'm with the headliner." And the whole crowd Woo! went. <laughs> yeah, what a sweet way to put Crowd that. Crowd work gone wrong. This is, <laughs> this is why I like Erin, is because she didn't say I'm with one of the other comics. <laughs> she she threw the dig in. <laughs> yeah. So he threw his hands up and backed off. I was like, oh shit, I really made it. Ryan starts hitting his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work these nerves out. <laughs> 
So anyways, uh, he backed off and went on with his act. It was no big deal. Uh, someone mentioned it to me, and I, I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, that sucks for him. <laughs> anyway, and that was the end of it. So Bijan, though, loving to fuck with people. And this was like a newer comic, okay? He comes running up to, uh, to the kid frantically. He's like, oh, dude. You hit on the headliner's girl, dude. You hit on the headliner's girl, dude. You don't understand. That's a huge faux pas in comedy. Like, that's a huge no-no, dude. Like, you know, dude, you don't understand. He's really mad. He is fucking furious. He, he's someone... going to leave. He's not even going to do his set. No, you wouldn't tell him I was going to leave. He's pacing outside right now. He's he, so mad. He did that. He was like, look at him, dude. Dude, he used to fight MMA, dude. He, he, like, and he's like crazy jealous about that girl. Like, like, if anyone even talks to her, he like beats the fuck out of him. Like, he's like, the, the guy's like... Can, can you talk to him and like calm him down? I was like, oh, I tried, man. I tried. <laughs> He's furious. <laughs> I don't want to. He's got both his sharp knives. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, I've uh, I've either not heard about it or forgotten about it. I just either way, I didn't care. And this guy, and he's like, he furthermore, he's like. Oh, dude, but you understand, Ryan's got, like, a lot of clout. Like, he last guy that hit on his girl, he made sure he never worked again, like, in San Diego. Like, I, I, I don't want to be the, the bearer of bad news, dude, but you might be done, like, in comedy. Like, at least in San Diego. Like, oh, like great, he's, Bichon. He's, I love you, this. You might be relegated to host lining. <laughs> so, he, like, he tells him he's, like, never going to work in comedy again, and I'm going to beat him up and, and put him in the hospital. <laughs> I hope you like comedy on trolleys <laughs> and broken legs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so, you might be able to get on the port of comedy shot. But. <laughs> so, yeah, comedy porta potty coming at you. Like I said, Bijan uh, was headlining my show last night. He was working for me last night. So we're in the green room together, and like that story came up. And I'm like, and the guy shows up. He's been training for years to fight. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready. <laughs> I, so that, that story came up. I'm like, uh, and I was like. Um, when uh, when did you tell that kid you were just kidding? Did you let him leave that night thinking that I was gonna kick his ass, or like uh, did you like tell him later? Or did you tell him before he left? He goes, "No, I never told him." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Why would I? I just let him think that." He's like, "He's like, I'm like, who was he?" He's like, "I don't know." That kid literally never did comedy ever again. After that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you and Bijan teamed up to ruin somebody's dreams. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "I yeah, I never saw that kid again." He was like really hitting the mics for a while, but like, <laughs> after that night, I never saw him again. Like, uh, uh, he's like. I'm like, do you feel bad? He's like, no, are you crazy? That's funnier. <laughs> Kid entered witness protection. <laughs> He's in Oklahoma somewhere wearing a fake mustache so, named John Smith. So I don't know if this kid stopped uh, trying to get booked and never did comedy again because he was afraid I was going to find him, or if it was the second part of Bijan's lie where he thought I had just blacklisted him so there was no point of calling anyone for a gig. Oh, Either hilarious. way, I feel terrible. Huh. Bijan feels fine. <laughs> but somewhere out there, some kid talks about the time that he was almost a comic, but then he talked to the, the quote-unquote wrong guy's girl and probably has me burned in his memory. That's, That's gonna like be a legend that he tells his friends. He's like, man, it was about the time I was made it in comedy. That... That's going to be on one of those like internet lists that you see on Facebook every once in a while. Like People share about the time they made one big mistake that ruined their <laughs> career. Yeah, I'm, I'm constantly checking those lists to see if my name's on it. I'm constantly checking them to see if anybody talks about somebody firing an actress to pretend to be a fortune teller in order to try and get somebody back together. <laughs> no, it's very specific that. about it. <laughs> Oddly specific, almost. So um, our top story, I'd like to call it today, uh, I'm very excited about this. This made its way to me, my attention through uh, Alan Henderson, the Hendo Meister, a good, mm -hmm. good comic, booker around town, friend of the show. He, um, he forwarded the, 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 this person to me. And, okay, 
We've talked about comedy classes before on on this show. Yes. Um, Different comics have different opinions about comedy classes. I've come around a little bit on them. You know, I... uh, I guess if if someone's willing to part with their three hundred dollars and it's important to them and and it's just for a hot, you know whatever. Some I, people seem to get something out of it. it. Seems to be helpful for some people. You sometimes you need a good start. Yeah. Like personally, I think we all kind of came up a very similar way, which is you learn more by grinding at open mics and right. learning from the people above you. But I could absolutely see a scenario where instead of just kind of casually talking to the people ahead of you, you had somebody who had a structured lesson plan out and could teach you a lot of things. Yeah. And and by, by the way, a lot of it should just be warnings. It should be like, yeah. <laughs> don't a, hit on the headliner's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> here's a bringer show. This is what this is. Here's why you should stay away from it. Here's this creepy dude who, if you're a chick who's halfway attractive, is suddenly going to start pretending to book you out of town. And here's why. Like, yeah, right, right. If somebody were to lay that out, I actually think comedy classes would be super and useful. And maybe they do. You know, I've never taken one, so I don't know. And I, that's another thing is that like no one I look up to has taken one so there's that but people that we look up to have taught them which makes me feel weird about it like yeah yeah. I'm not a huge fan of comedy class I'm not anti but I'm not a fan like I don't think they're necessary it's almost to me it's almost like the pickup artist like Uh. you can go meet girls on your own you don't need to waste money on this guy who's going to show you all these tricks but then you see the guys that take that class like oh you might need the tricks (laughs) and that might be the case because a lot of people might not have the I don't know if it's a mixture of self-motivation and self-confidence and like how to get something done they might not have that enough to go do it on their own perhaps not yeah but part of the class should be stripping away some of that confidence. Like, listen, yeah. it should be stripping. Tough. Just be a stripper. It's way better. <laughs> yeah. Better money, better yeah. hours. So, but you know, I, it, more laughs. And I've never <laughs> taken one, but I've asked. I've been asked to guest speak at them a few times, and uh, and and go in and uh, and guest teach a few times. And every time I have, I've I've gladly done it, and I've had fun doing it. And like I said, yes, some of the people in there, I'm like, yeah. Most of these people probably aren't ever going to take that leap and get on stage anyway. So let them have fun in this class. Yeah. So, anyways, gives uh, them a fake audience to like practice stuff that can be useful for people. Yeah, whatever. And, and, and sometimes there's just comedy nerds in there that like don't even intend to get on stage. They just yeah. like knowing everything about stand up. And yeah. I've seen a few of those. So whatever. I right. mean, regardless of your views on comedy classes, this is independent of all of that. <laughs> so there's this person. Her name's Jennifer. I'm not going to say her last name yet. I'm going to play this one a little close to the vest because I'm going somewhere with it. I don't want a, a listener to get overzealous and uh, and show our hand. He's going to take the class and level up his comedy game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, close. Um, so um, I, I, this this woman, it appears she took one of these comedy classes, like uh-huh. we're talking about, and then immediately started her own class having never done stand up in the wild wow she just she 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 took this 3 week class graduated quote unquote and immediately said now opening the Jennifer School of Comedy, I am a graduate. That's like saying a fourth grader is qualified to teach the third grade. Yeah, right. no, it reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, where Marge, Marge, the, I was I just got to say one lesson ahead of the kids. She was going to teach piano yeah. for extra money, and they said, you don't know how to play piano. She said, I just have to stay one lesson yeah, ahead of exactly, the kids. Exactly, exactly. Now, a little b- bit of a backstory on this. Now, this class from this woman showed up a few months ago. That's where we first saw it. And I kept an eye on it briefly. I watched for signups. Um, as the date of the class approached, I saw one person had signed up, 
but then I kind of stopped following. So I don't know if anyone else ever signed up with the class. But now this is the second time it's popped up. Okay, yeah. So now she has, uh, and, and um, uh, she she did a whole video where she's so fucking smug. She's just like, I am gonna teach you guys the ways of comedy. Don't worry. It's called. Uh, I don't even want to say what it's called yet because again, <laughs> don't want to show our hand. Don't want to show our hand. Uh, but. Um, it's uh, it, it basically implies I know you all are scared, but don't worry, your confidence master is here. And so that's I, exactly what I mean when I say that those classes, when you take them, should strip away your confidence. Then, because then you end up with people like this who have too much confidence. Yeah, so yeah. Like, oh, False I got confidence. this. Yeah. I can give this confidence to everyone else. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so so uh, I pressed her a little bit. I I did. Uh, I I I never heard of this person before. Uh, before Alan uh, forwarded her name and this video about her comedy class. None. Of us had heard of her, and we know every single yeah. comic in town, basically. Yeah. So uh, um, I I, I uh, pressed her a little bit. I'm like, hey, and I didn't do it shitty. I was like, hey, just so I uh, uh, just for my own edification, before I sign up, I said, before I sign up, <laughs> what is your background in comedy other than having taken a class like this? And she said, over the last year, I've done some open mics here and there, um, but uh, but but. I was a teacher for 25 years, so I think I know what I'm doing. That's totally irrelevant. Yeah, I <laughs> literally couldn't think of a less relevant position. You might as well say I managed a Frazy paint store for <laughs> fucking 15. I was a garbage man for at least six years, and during that time, I got quite a few sets in. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was only on probation twice in that time. So anyways, um, Bobby... I hate to be this guy, but I believe you owe me one. Uh, I believe I trolled a certain march for science. Uh, I think you did, yeah. Long story short, Bobby, I'm already on this lady's radar because I pressed her for her credentials. Uh-huh. I've signed you up for the class. <laughs> <laughs> I have no time for classes. <laughs> you have time for you this will one. Make time. You will make time for me. Uh-huh. So we're sending you in. When does this class start? One we'll hour, talk, get ready. We'll, we okay. will talk about all that off the okay. air. All right, we'll, we'll give you the, suspe- the specifics and all the James Bond tools uh, you'll need. I'm absolutely going to need a fake mustache. <laughs> oh, for sure. Fake, fake like, mustache. Explo- I am, exploding pen, for I am, sure. I am coming in loaded to bear with stink bombs. Smoke just, bombs. Fire bombs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Aren't you somebody who's made fun of me on air quite a bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the end of that class, he's going to go up like that time the uh, fireworks show in San Diego Bay all, all set them off at once. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, we're going to send you in. We're going to wire you up. <laughs> oh, God, this is so great. We are going to ask this lady questions that any comic, not trick questions, these aren't going to be trick questions, any comic that is qualified to teach anybody anything should be uh, more than able to answer. All right. What's a callback? What's uh, you know? What what's a uh, misdirection? What does an eight ball go for in L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> How do you get booked? Uh, these things that I would not know in my first or even second year of comedy, yep. but you should absolutely know if you're teaching a fucking class. Now, Ryan and I, we're going to cover all the bases on this because Ryan is a lot of big picture. Like you're saying, like, how do you get booked? How do you do this? I want to go a little more micro. Like, and that's what I I want you to present a joke from some famous comedy. Like, hey, I have a joke like this. Can I do that? And like, ask her stuff that. A comic would be like, no, you can't do someone else's joke. Just <laughs> shit like that. I want to. What if I say I love black people, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I'm thinking things like, okay, so maybe a few questions to mess with. They're like, okay, so 90% of my act is humping the stool. <laughs> what if I get there and there's no stool? <laughs> Can I hump the mic stand? What if, what if my time is up and I haven't finished? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do I do? I, I want to see what she said. Oh, have that confidence. Run that light. <laughs> what do I do if I've only like taken a single comedy class and done a few open mics, but want to make money off other people who want to make comics? <laughs> that's the, see, that's my other thing. But, but what? There's something more to this than just making money because the class is only twenty bucks. Okay, right. she's not getting rich off this. So I, I it's can more t- an ego thing. Yes. What do you think, Bobby? Like uh, Bobby uh, or Dave? You majored in psychology. Yes. What do you think the um, is behind? This is like, you know who this is? Huh. This is the same woman who asked you to hit her hands before a show. It's just like she's saving people. She's the hero. Okay. She's the, oh, I got this. All these people need help, and I am the one to help them. It's like yeah. some kind of weird Superman. I, you know, I think it's just like from her, she said she's been a teacher for 25 years. I think she is so addicted to being the expert at something oh, yeah, for yeah. people who know less that she, this is a one thing that she learned. She took a few notes from uh, another comedy class and went, oh, now people can look up to me and ask me questions again. And I'm back, baby. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. So yes, yeah. So that's what I want. I I want to I want to ask things like odd questions to where like uh, uh like for instance like okay I have a few jokes that involve my name having to be on the marquee in front of the club. Who do I talk to about that when I get there? <laughs> that's gonna be so good. I can't wait. Yeah. So we now, were did, looking at the class. Did it say how long the class was or ninety minutes? And it's just a one, one just, time? Uh, it said it's a workshop. So, okay. yeah, so it's a workshop that'll give you all the tools you need to be a stand-up comic. Now, at the end of the class, we got to send Bobby and obviously have Bobby go do his thing. But then at the end of the class, you walk in and then we pull King the old... Breaks. <laughs> no, we pull the old school kung fu move where you challenge her and take over her dojo. <laughs> yeah, and then I run up and kick her in the chest. Like, right, no, we didn't mean challenge her like that, you fucking asshole. She's a fucking old woman. I thought this was a comedy slash MMA class. I apologize. I'm starting something new called Kamate. <laughs> Ryan would be like, I've ruined careers before. <laughs> Were you talking to my woman before this? <laughs> now there's there's other classes this is a thing that pops up I feel like it comes in waves right like we see this a long time will go by and nothing and then a few classes come up because there's other classes coming up around the same time uh, one of which I saw is free and I gotta question that type of a class because that just seems a even free more, class yeah well, that's like, definitely for the ego. Sometimes it can essentially be an intro to a bringer program. So, like, so there are people, right. especially in LA, they'll be like free stand-up comedy class, and then when you're done with the class, they'll be like, ah, "Now I can put you on a show." But it's a, but if you, we all know how bringer shows work, and so therefore they're getting their money at the back. Well, end. You, gotcha. it, it creates sycophantics because like yeah. uh, like there's there's waves of people around San Diego that are at the open mic level or bringer level that like absolutely worship the guy that taught them their comedy class. Yeah. Even though he's a mid-level guy, they're like, oh, no, I know this guy. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, my, my comedy instructor, oh, that's God, the guy. That's so embarrassing sometimes. Like when a friend <laughs> who you respect at least a little as a comedian and you see their mentor and you're like, Fucking seriously, yeah, right? The guy with the spinning bow tie and the honky horn—that's the guy. Don't you insult rusty nails? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, so for, with those things, it's uh, it is creating a lesion for yourself where you can you can put them on your bringer shows and you can tell them to bring ten people and they're all new, so they all still can. Yep. You know, so th- there's that. And uh, other ones I've seen, it was it's free. 
But then they upsell them with like their <laughs> book. Like they, they've got a book written. That, oh, this is all you need. This is a manual to stand up <laughs> comedy. You will be lost without it. <laughs> or no, the class is free, but there's a two item minimum while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to see this lady write a book too, like moving the mic stand with Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> the class itself is free, but you got to pay cover at the door. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, by the way, shit. you can tip me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can fix your comedy career for sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I you can made pu- it worse. I can punch up that premise for twenty. <laughs> it looks like that tag is dangling off a little bit. I got some <laughs> clips in the van. <laughs> Which brings us to our next uh, our next point. Um, you guys, if you listen to enjoy the podcast, we are teaching a how to run a podcast class yeah. for a thousand dollars. We're more qualified than this lady. That doesn't <laughs> way more qualified. So. Um, I don't know. There's a group I'm in on Facebook called Comedy Complaints. I don't know if you guys are in there or not, but every once in a while it pops up my video. Nah, people were too whiny in there. Well, it's always the they stupidest They do nothing but shit. complain. Yeah, exactly. But uh, someone posted a complaint that um, a booker uh, kind of like blew her off. She's, she was looking for a headline spot, and the booker she talked to blew her off because, A, he didn't know any of her national headline references, mm. and two... He wanted to see her hour. To be fair, before she performed, her the references were just people that taught her a comedy class. Yeah. So just, you know, just. But he wanted to see the entire hour. Wow, that's that's odd. Which, yeah, because you can usually get a sample of a person, and also, quite frankly, most bookers don't have that fucking time. Like, no, they, no. they're not going to sit. Because then, imagine unless you pick the first person you look at, that means you're looking at through numerous hours of material to get a single headliner. Let's not even start talking about your features and openers. I, most bookers I know that own clubs that say, like, uh, if you send me something longer than 10 minutes, I'm only going to watch the first 10 minutes yeah. of it. They're, oh, they're yeah. very honest Even about 10 it. minutes is a stretch. You usually I get, like, five to seven minutes. I'm like, yeah, it's like, if you don't impress me with your first couple jokes, I'm turning this off. Yeah, the the exactly. only time I've gotten asked for the entire set before and the only times it's been corporate stuff. Because oh, yeah, yeah, then they, w- they want to see that you're not going out of bounds. But other than that, for like a regular club, no. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway. Also, by the way, this was to do, this was to headline a show for free. Oh. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even for paid work. Wow. What? Yeah. The moxie, the balls. Yeah. So it turns out, after doing some investigating, talking to other people who are involved and doing a little digging, turns out uh, the, the quote-unquote booker doesn't even actually work for the club. <laughs> so is he just somebody who hangs out there a lot? Pretty much. So, so, so let me let me let me let me get this straight. So it's one of those guys that like rents out the the club for like a Wednesday or an off night. They let him do an off night. I think so. Okay. So is it, it's just a guy who once had a quinceanera there, and then just comes back every <laughs> once in a while. Oh my god! So so that fucking so the guy's representing that club. And see, that's, that happens a lot. You'll see some guy that's like pretty much a scam artist that, that runs Bringer shows, but he says, I book for the improv. I book for the comedy store. I book for the madhouse. No, no, wait, I do. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and those people can walk away with a bad taste in their mouth because, like, that club's a fucking scam. Yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. Bookers in general, I mean, there's, there's almost no gray area. Either bookers are generally pretty cool yeah. or they're pieces of shit. Where do you fall in that, Dave? <laughs> you know the answer to that. <laughs> I'll answer that for sixty bucks yeah. <laughs> and uh, tip. Yeah, that's that's why that's really why I'm running my rooms uh, that I'm I'm booking for now. Like I would want to be treated from after ten years of doing stand up. I'm like, all right, you know, these spots get paid. Everyone gets a meal. Like you know, I'm gonna start the the fucking show on time when I say I will. Yeah, yeah. you know. 
Those people that fucking uh, make you show up at 6 o'clock, you're still there at 8 o'clock. They're like, oh, we're going to get started real soon. We're going to wait for some more people. <laughs> but if you want to sit down, you can take a look at the next guy's hour because we got the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Holy shit. Another, another post that I was following recently, we all see a lot of internet trolls. We, we, we are friends with a lot of trolls <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. being comics. There was one post that was getting really out of hand uh, between a couple of people going back and forth. Does, irrelevant how it started, but the point is... Swizzlers! Red Vines! Twizzlers! <laughs> Twizzlers, 100%. Get the fuck out oh, of there. Oh, fucking Red Vines. Leave my oh studio. Oh, my God. They taste like wax. How dare you? How dare you? What, are you going to use the Twizzler as a straw, you assholes? Twizzlers taste like candy. Red Vines taste like a candle. Twizzlers? Yes, exactly. Red Vines taste sick. like... Red Vines taste like licorice. Twizzlers taste Red like somebody mixed... Red Vines taste like sadness. Red, Twizzlers taste like somebody mixed just the powder from Kool-Aid along with some sugar and then congealed that it. Sounds into great. That sounds great. sounds amazing. What yes. are you talking about? What That's the a fuck good is thing. wrong with You're that? You're describing yeah. good things. Yeah. Okay, this is the beginning of the next Civil War. Oh, All my right. God. All right. But no, so one of the people involved is one of those types of... I don't want to outright say that they're a troll, but the way that they're responding... They're the type of person who, even though they were getting their ass handed to them over and over and over again, they were coming back with like, oh, man, you you can't leave this alone. You keep having to say something. Like, they were acting like they had the high ground. When By the way, were, when, you you know come back, when you come back with, you couldn't leave this alone, you yes. had to get the last word, that's you yes. getting the last yes, word. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's like you, like, like just punching your punching some other guy and being like, I hate how violent you are. Yes. Yeah, right. And it's just so blatantly obvious. As you watch this, like, each comment is like, wow, this has really got you worked up, huh? Yeah. You just can't stop coming at me. And it's like. I must be really getting under your skin. Yes, yes, what that is exactly. What is it about the internet where people that have never been able to make people cry their entire life because yeah. they're too dumb yeah. uh, <laughs> suddenly imagine everyone they speak to weeping and bursting into tears? <laughs> but, I know. Oh right? man, yes, I love making libtards cry. Like, like, yeah. You have you ever done that in person? If you've ever been in a fucking verbal altercation at a bar or something where that left the other person sobbing because you were just. <laughs> So biting, or showed them a picture of your family holding guns, or whatever you did. But like, <laughs> but like, have you ever done that in real life? Why do you think you could constantly do it on Facebook? Well, one thing we learned: stupidity is like the only disease where, when you have it really bad, not only can you not recognize you have it, but you believe everybody else is infected. Like is right? Dunning Kruger, or what is? And there's a little bit of Dunning Kruger to it, and I just think too, like, there's a stupidity that comes from my brain. Just doesn't have the capability of functioning the way other. I want the drop have. to be about saying there's a stupidity that comes from my brain. Yeah, that's stop. it. There's one that comes from like my. He brain. only chooses his lines anyway for that. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'll say better lines. Uh, so, there's a stupidity that comes from like my brain just doesn't have the capacity to remember certain things or process things in certain ways. I have that. But then, <laughs> but I've seen people with that type of stupidity accomplish fantastic things because I of done work, that. work drive, because of. I actually, I think because of low sense of self-esteem, because I think they're like, I got to fucking work harder because this shit ain't working out for me. Like that kind of thing. But then there is a type of stupidity, and you realize this as you get older, that comes from somebody who is probably totally normally functioning, but just has a personality disorder where their ego gets in their own way. This type of stupidity comes from, I am just going to assume I'm right all the time, never correct myself, and therefore never get better at anything, right? right. So it's yeah. it's the people we've seen who go up, it's the, this is the comedy version, the people who go up on stage, they do the same set that they've been doing since 1998, and it never gets laughs. And it's not like- still look at their notebook for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. It's not like they're doing the same set and all the comedians are bored, but the audience is loving it. It has never worked, but they aren't getting the message that they need to change. So there's two types of stupid, and I think that type of stupid where it's just like- no. 
Time out. That's the same kind of guy, Ryan, that we see a lot because uh, we we tour more. We go out of town. Mm. It's the guy from the '80s, yeah, who is still doing his shtick from the '80s. Like he used to be big, yeah, yeah. Now he still gets booked because he's that's a name. A, but that's a little different because that's used to be big but no longer working, right? Like that used to work. The Nick DiPaolo effect. Yeah, <laughs> it's not working anymore. I'm talking about the type of person who is so obtuse that whether it's stand-up comedy or just how they deal with people online in their daily lives, it's like. Well, yeah, this has never worked for me, but I'm just assuming this is going well right now, right? Like, <laughs> I've never once learned from my mistakes, so I'm just going to keep doing them and assuming that I'm successful. Yeah, well, you know, let me ask you this question. Are those people somehow a little bit lucky to not have that self-awareness? Because yeah. let me tell you something right now, is that my self-awareness keeps me in a constant state of depression. Right? Oh, yeah. Because oh, I yeah, know sure. how badly I suck. Yeah. So yep. my, my, my self-awareness is, I'm better than these guys over here, and I'm good enough to do stand-up, but I'm not as good as Brian Simpson. I'm not as good as Zoltan. And See, that's what I focus on. Yeah. I, 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 that's, you know, I don't focus on all the people that started a comedy class after never doing comedy. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think about how ahead of that person I am. I think of how far behind that person I right. am. Whereas the stupid person never has to fucking face that. Are they lucky in a way? I'm like, I'm like in between those two because my self-awareness is like a bucket of crabs. Like I know I'm terrible, but I'm going to pull down all the other people. Like, you're <laughs> terrible too. Get down here with me. You're terrible. Get down here with you're me. Like, you're like depressed Oprah. Yes. <laughs> you're terrible. And you're terrible. <laughs> I'm stealing your car and you don't get a car. I'm going to fix your bumper. Huh? <laughs> Well, to answer your question, is it a benefit? It is. I, I like to think of it like the uh, perpetual heroin addict effect, meaning like, let's say there's two people. One of them is a heroin addict, but he's one that doesn't need to break into cars to steal car stereos. Let's say he's got a trust fund, right? He's going to have heroin supplied for the rest of his life, so he just stays there yacked out of his mind on heroin. Is he happy? Yeah. <laughs> he's like the happiest person we've ever met all the time. <laughs> yeah. And like, we will never meet his level of happiness, but- his level of achievement is always going to be about as low as it can be, right? Yeah. He will be the happiest drain on society that could ever exist. Meanwhile, you take somebody else who has no heroin addiction and is constantly striving to be better, but they'll never really be content, no matter how many degrees from Harvard they get or how many times they get appointed to the Supreme Court. They're always going to kind of have a chip on their shoulder and feel a little shitty about themselves, but they will achieve a lot more in life. Yeah, and I was thinking about that last <laughs> night. You know, For, for instance, when I was a, uh, a kid... There was this really stupid kid in my in my class in like fourth grade. Like this guy was like as far down as you can go without being special needs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, by the way, uh, we, uh, we didn't call him uh, special ed in my uh, in my school. We called him combination classes. So I I, I started calling retarded people combos. <laughs> so, <laughs> you see some guy drilling like, hey, look at that combo over there. The first time Ryan sees a master lock, he's like, I don't understand why these things are stupid. They're <laughs> just fine. So, anyways, there is this kid. He wasn't quite a combo. But he, he was almost there. Uh, so stop laughing, Bobby. You look like a combo. I just imagine him looking at like he's like in the store. He's like shampoo and conditioner combination. <laughs> How can a shampoo be an idiot? Uh, what? You know, you saw a guy. You said uh, so the guy says like pretzel combos. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just it wasn't it wasn't meant to be pejorative. I'd be like, look at those combos wearing helmets over there. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, this kid wasn't a combo, but he was dumb. And um, he was he was one day he was at recess and he was throwing ice at some seagulls and he was going <laughs> he'd throw he'd miss by a mile and go <laughs> and my friend Ross and I were just watching him eating Doritos he was the show and uh, my friend goes I am so jealous of that kid and I looked at him I'm like what, what are you a combo what are you talking about he's like he's like 
because that stupid motherfucker. That is the more fun that I'm going to have today. Yeah, yeah. And he is completely unaware of all uh-huh. of this. He is having the time of his life over there, just pitching ice at some seagulls. Yep. And, man, don't you wish you were that easily amused? Don't you wish that? So, like, last night. No, wait, wait. Zoom out. And then there's some nerd kids like Bobby watching you and your friend being like, man, I'm so jealous of those guys. <laughs> They're having so much fun watching that combo throw ice. <laughs> so you know and so in a way that translates to adulthood because uh, like last night I'm sitting at a show I produced watching some really great comics I booked and even though I booked them and I'm getting credit with the venue for putting together a great show I'm sitting there going (sighs) am I ever going to be that good like you know all my hosting segments tonight they didn't hit that hard with this same audience am I ever going to be that good meanwhile this troll we're talking about is sitting home last night no one respects him and he just gets to sit home going if I ever decided to do comedy, I would be better than everyone. Yep, <laughs> and they just get to keep that. They get to have yeah. it. It's it's like we talked about before the difference between comics who hear more laughs than are out there, or those who hear less laughs when you're out there. Yeah, I'm a less like, guy. Yeah, if you hear less, you're more likely to work on your set. You right. hear more, you're gonna be happier, but you're yeah. gonna have shittier material. Yeah, I guess I, I guess you're just fucked either way. <laughs> By the way, before we get out of here, something's been on my mind recently. So I was recently booked to do a uh, a corporate gig for the cha- for a chamber of commerce, uh, uh, like some sort of a function they're doing. Um, anyway, so obviously when you you book corporate gigs, the, the, there's good and bad to it. Yeah. Um, the good is that they pay more than you've ever seen in oh, your yeah, life. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah good, corporate gigs sure. like that's your that's your harvest. Like for yeah. a comic. You know, you, you, the, the whole year you're doing twenty dollars club spots here and yes. there. You, someone throws you a twenty dollars. You son of a bitch. Who books the twenty dollars room? I still remember. I started doing environmental firms a couple years ago, as like because of my my background as an archaeologist, and I didn't have a bunch of contacts there. And I started doing it, and I was like. I'm just going to quit being an archaeologist. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is way better pay. Yeah, yeah. So they, they pay you like 50 to 100 times yeah. what you get for a normal gig. So that, yeah, yeah, way better soup. <laughs> Usually you just get potato noodle. <laughs> so so that's the, 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 the every, all comics are just the whole year is searching for one corporate gig because it really fucking sets you for the month. Um, so anyways, so that's great, but you just can't be yourself, you know, especially yeah. if you're you know, a raunchy comic or like, for like me, I'm, I'm not raunchy or gross. I don't do toilet and sex jokes the whole time, but I'm an edgier dude. Like, you know, I'm, I'm angry, you know, I like, uh, some audience have described me as scary. So mm-hmm. you, you can't be that. Like if Dave did a corporate gig, he does like a lot of dark humor. He talks about killing himself and, sh- and stuff. He couldn't do that. <laughs> Bobby. Unless he was bombing, then he might get around. <laughs> <laughs> Drano, Drano, Drano. So, uh, anyways, you 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 uh, you can't do that. So, you the way to supplement it, you know, and you can't even have your same personality if you're a guy like right, me. Yeah. So, you um, to supplement a lot of that material because um, you got to do like an hour, you yep. know. And it, you take a comedy class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is me pitching my comedy class. <laughs> You got to um, ask about the people that you're going to be doing it for. It's uh, you know so and the organization and the organization. You got and, and you know what? It, it sounds um, daunt, like a daunting task. Like how am I supposed to make this fucking insurance company funny? It doesn't have to be t- uh, like you know the, this side splitting shit that would make anyone laugh. If you talk about them, yeah. they will laugh. That amuses yeah. them. Yes, they, yes. It, like seriously. Uh, like I've done a corporate gig where I'm like, all right, tell me about your boss. Like uh, the, the lady was like. 
his name's Bill and he smokes. I'm like, anything else? He's like, no, he, he keeps to himself. We don't really know. I went up there like, like, like uh, hey, is Bill here? Is he outside smoking? And everyone fell on the yes. floor laughing. Uh, you know, so just anything. So I explained this to, the, to these people. And they're like, everyone gets quiet like, Bill died of lung cancer yeah. last night. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I killed. So, uh, anyways, um, I, this, this gig is coming up. It's on, like, uh, July 12th. Um, and uh, I have been repeatedly asking them for, like, who's going to be there. It's a chamber of commerce, so I'm like, you know, tell me about the companies that are going to be there. They're doing an awards thing. Like, tell me who's winning the awards yeah, and for what, what the they are, are yeah. what they are. I can work with that. But if you want me to do an hour, like, of my normal material, I got, like, fucking 10 minutes for you. That, yeah. will, that will be okay <laughs> at a corporate event. So you need to give me this shit. And they keep going, yep, we'll have it for you by tomorrow. And they've said that, <laughs> I, I don't know, 12, 13 times. Like, sorry for the delay, Ryan. We will have them for, uh, for, for you by tomorrow. Nothing. I don't know what they're going to do. I, at this point, like, what do I say? Like, hey, if you don't give me this shit, I've already said, if you don't give me this shit, I don't have an hour for you. They're like, I totally understand. We, uh, we understand how long it t- takes to write jokes. I'm like, I don't think you do. <laughs> so they're, they're like, we will have it for you soon. Dude, we are two weeks away now, and I've got no fucking information from them at all. At all. I think hey, he's lost fuck. his bill jokes since that tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a tough spot to be in. Oh, uh, yeah, so uh, I'll keep you guys updated as we go. Let's just uh, let's pick a random company that we're pretending Ryan is doing it for. So let's say it was like, I don't know, uh, AM, PM, right? So then Ryan just has to start doing AM, PM jokes off the top of his head to do it. So, Ryan, let's hear your best AM, PM jokes for this new crowd. Uh, <laughs> Slurpee hardly knew her. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are those hot case sandwiches? <laughs> that put me on the toilet. Oh no, that don't work. <laughs> uh, too much good stuff. There's not even drugs in here. <laughs> Did you want me to keep going? Because I have nothing else. <laughs> yeah, an hour. We have one hour of this to go. <laughs> yeah, keep it going. Let's see. Let's see another one. Dave, I want to hear your company. whole hour for this. <laughs> Dave, throw me another company. I can do this. Ralph's grocery store. Ralph's grocery store. I like your self checkout because your uh, your your human tellers they bring up all the items. Ah! <laughs> Ralph's grocery store. If you smear human feces on one of those rotisserie chickens, you get it for free. <laughs> Ralph's. I like gyms. <laughs> what? That would kill, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, like I said, I will keep listeners abreast of the situation as we hurtle towards this gig where I have no idea what I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right, let's call a week before we get out of here. Bobby, when's the next Nerd Night? Uh, it will be the day this airs on Tuesday, uh, the 2nd of July. And the next Burning Beard show uh, is going to be July 18th. It will be headlined by Comedy Central's own Ron Taylor. That's going to be a great show. It will sell out on pre- pre-sale like always. So get your tickets today at the Burning Beard Brewery. You can call and reserve. Dave? I'll be at the Madhouse or something. <laughs> cool, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's call it a week. I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby saying see you next week. Cruising with the twos. I will beat this gentleman up <laughs> for Motherfucking time is passing by